Welcome to episode seven of the Holistic Lifestyle Guide podcast. So in this episode, I'm going to give you a nice little top 10 list of what I think are the 10 best things that you can do every day for better health. So basically, if I had to pick the top 10 best things that will help your health, it would be these. So they're kind of they're going to kind of cover a lot of bases. They're going to be mostly about physical health, but of course, since this is about holistic health, they're going to cover all of them as well. So these are not in any particular order. I'm just going to go through them. And so grab a notebook and a pen and write some of these down if you're not doing them already. All right, so the first one is going to be about sleep. And so everybody's heard that you should get seven to nine hours of sleep a night. And you might think that this is overused advice, like everybody knows. What's the point of telling people again? Well, I think it's worth mentioning again for the very reason, because this is by far one of the the single few things like I would even narrow this down to the top three this would be in my top three for sure because sleep is when our bodies heal themselves and you know you're not going to live very long if you can't heal um, it's also when our bodies regenerate cells um, it's when our bodies reboot all the systems process everything that you did the day before. This goes for the physical as well as mental, the emotional, and spiritual. So you basically get a reboot every single night. So uh, the, the younger that you are, the more sleep you need in a, generally, but everyone is different. So there are no hard, fast rules other than if you need sleep, be sure you're getting what you need. And that kind of goes by whether or not you are healthy, whether or not you are young or old, but average is eight hours, give or take an hour or so. So um, you might be one of those people. In Ayurveda, there's a body type. If you're familiar with Ayurveda, it's the body type of Kapha. This body type generally needs more sleep. And these are the body types that are a little bigger. They have a little more muscle mass. Those are the types of people, they, they kind of move a little slower. They generally need more sleep. And so also, if you're younger, you need more sleep. If you are fighting any sort of illness, you need more sleep. This is very common sense, I know. But I just wanted to go over the basics. So. Um, just like a good night's sleep can help your muscles to rest, it also gives your brain the time that it needs to work through all of the mental strains and emotions of the day. So you can go a few days without enough sleep, without it affecting you too much, but you can minimize the damage by by getting enough sleep every night. Everybody knows that you know, everybody's gone through, you might have been up 24 hours before and you were like, oh, I went 24 hours without getting any sleep. And you're so proud of yourself. But did you feel good? Were you able to think clearly? 
Would you have done good on your job? Probably not. And so that's fine once in a while. And it's even fine once in a while to get five or six hours of sleep in a row, but that will catch up to you. You can't do that every single day. So getting seven to nine hours a night, I know it's very hard for some people and it's, it might even be impossible for people that work many hours or if you work more than one job or if you have kids. So um, just try to be um, more regular with it. And I know that's hard, like I said. But as a whole, as a whole society in general, we just need to work on this more. And that would mean things that you can control. I know you can't always control it, but. So, so that kind of rounds out the sleep. Um, now I'm going to move on to the next one. The next one is water. And so that's another one that's common sense. Everybody know, knows that you should drink eight glasses of water a day. But this is another one that can vary depending on the person. So if you're living in a hot climate, if you are doing strenuous exercise often, then you will need more. The problem is most people don't drink it unless they're thirsty. But when you are thirsty, that is the body's way of alerting you that it is already dehydrated. So the only way to make sure that you are always drinking enough water is to carry some with you all the time and remember to take sips regularly. Or another way that you can, you can do this is to drink tea or something in the morning and then at night. What I do to get enough water is I drink a really, really big cup of coffee, or not coffee, tea, every morning. Um, so I drink like one of those big cups. It, it ends up being like two fluid cups if you were to measure it that way. And then I always end my day with the same amount. So the kind of water that you drink will make a difference too. Some people swear by those fancy expensive machines that, you know, like those filtering machines. There's a lot of different kinds, but for most people, um, spring water in a glass jug works best because spring water is the healthiest kind of water and that way you don't have to get one of those fancy expensive machines. You can also get a reverse osmosis machine, which is what I have. You can find them a little bit cheaper. And if you do get a reverse osmosis machine, be sure that you um, replace the minerals because they take out everything. They literally take out the potassium and the magnesium and all the trace minerals. So try to use a trace mineral su supplement if you use a reverse osmosis. The, mains, the, the main thing to remember when it comes to water is plastic bottles leach chemicals when they are exposed to light and heat. So if you purchase your water in a glass container, it will be safer. That's why I mentioned buying spring water in glass jugs. That is absolute safest way that you can get your water. So moving on to the next one. This one is kind of controversial because this is the subject of sunlight. So I believe, and I've heard from many, many other experts, that 
you should get at least 20 minutes of natural sunlight a day. If you live in the north, this is going to be hard to do, but if you stand, if you can stand being outside for 15 to 20 minutes, then try to make that happen. Um, in the south or anywhere in the summer, um, this is this is not long enough to burn, just long enough to get sunlight for you to start producing vitamin D. Expose as much of your skin as you safely can. Anything helps. I mean, obviously, you don't have to be naked. <laughs> Let's try to be legal about it. But, you know, if you can wear a short sleeve shirt and shorts, um, and do that. Natural sunlight is, it's not only good for the body, but it's amazing for your mood. Your mental and emotional health will improve noticeably. Um, a lot of therapists recommend natural sunlight for people that are depressed. And so you might have heard of the seasonal affective disorder, which is what happens when you live in the north or you live in a rainy climate and you don't get the, as much sun. And that is why I like to tell people, you know, also that they make those sun lamps. So if you can't get 20 minutes of natural sunlight a day, try to use a sun lamp. Uh, I have one and I use it in the winter and it's amazing. So that is specifically for morning. So I would always advise people to get your sunlight as as soon as possible after getting up. I know a lot of people work shifts, out, shift work, so they're, you know, they're going to work at 3 in the afternoon and they get home at midnight or they they work overnight so they don't see the sun at all, which I did for many years. So if you can, it'll really help your circadian rhythm if you get natural sunlight as early as possible in the day. All right, so the next thing on my list is eating whole foods. Try to eat as many whole foods as you can, <clears throat> especially leafy greens and vegetables. Most people know this, but they don't do it for various reasons. But like all the things on this list, they are worth repeating. Whole foods are any food that has not yet been processed or not been processed at all. It came straight from the ground or a tree or a garden. You really can't go wrong with fruits and vegetables. Leafy greens, cruciferous vegetables, they're the best. Things like broccoli, flour, spinach, kale, and so forth. So there's many ways to make those foods taste better for a lot of people that kind of cringe at those things. So you can add herbs and spices to them. You can Google recipes online. There's always something to find to make it more palatable for you. I used to hate broccoli, but then I discovered seasonings and different herbs and spices. And now I can eat a big bowl of broccoli without cringing. <laughs> so if you also um, don't like things like spinach or kale, and you don't, you're not a big fan of salads, you can put them in your smoothies with fruit. And then of course the fruit masks the flavor. There's really not much flavor to leafy greens anyway. They're just a really good idea to add to your smoothies. All right, moving on to the next thing 
that you can do every day for better health, and that is meditate. This is one suggestion that I think actually improves your physical, mental, and spiritual health all at once. This is one of the rare things that does good things for all three. So the statistics on, on the meditation benefits, they're just crazy good. There are tons of ways to do it if you don't like the traditional style of sitting in silence, having no thoughts. That's not really what meditation is about. I actually have a meditation workbook. Um, I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. And I, I wrote a blog post, a couple of them as well, about ways that you can meditate that are easy to do for anybody. Because meditation, like I said, it's not just having no thoughts. It's not trying to silence the mind necessarily. It's really about getting yourself into the theta or the, um, yeah, I think it is the theta, the different brain states. Um, the theta is the one where, you know, you're not in beta anymore. <laughs> There's a, that's a whole separate subject. But basically, there are things that you can do to put yourself into a trance kind of state or the flow state. The flow state is something where you are unaware of time. That could be doing some type of art. That could be riding a bike. It could be dancing. It could be just sitting outside in nature. There's lots of things that can be considered meditation. So I will leave links down below in the show notes for you to learn a little bit more about that if you are somebody that struggles with meditation because it's really that important to do every day. So another thing that I like to tell people to do every day is to write in a journal. This is another one of those things that is good for the body, mind, and the soul. Now you might be wondering, how can writing in a journal be good for the body? Well, it lowers your blood pressure, it calms you down, it balances your emotions, so it's just really, really good for your body, mind, and your soul. And it's got a lot of the same benefits as meditation, actually. So writing in a journal is easy and fun. And I would always recommend that people try doing guided journaling if you are new to journaling. Um, so that's using gratitude journaling prompts, um, using nighttime journaling prompts, and I've got a couple of resources as well. I have some gratitude journals. I have a nighttime journal available in my Etsy shop that are great for beginners. So I will leave links to those in the show notes as well. I would also recommend that everybody do a diary type journal, something like a brain dump where you're just spilling out all of the thoughts in your head. So um, the reason why that's so good is because it helps you sleep better by getting all the stuff out of your head and it helps you to, you're kind of helping your brain process everything. So that's another reason why sleep is good too. Like I said, sleep is when the body processes everything that it hit, that it took in, you know, all of the stimulation that it took in that day. So when you're writing in a journal, <clears throat> And when you're writing in a journal, it's helping to do that. It, you're helping to get your brain a little closer to sleep. All right, so the next thing on my list is cardio or strength training. 
So this is purely a physical benefit. Muscles burn more calories than fat, and having a toned body helps you look better. It also helps you feel better and perform better. It is important to get your heart rate up for a minimum of 30 minutes a day. You've probably heard this before. This is pretty common knowledge as well. So you can do this through lifting weights, running, dancing, anything that works the muscles and gets you to breathe heavily. This type of exercise is, it's obviously good for your physical health, but it does have some mental benefits as well. It's, it's kind of hard not to smile when your body is buzzing with that good energy and your blood is flowing. So that's, that's on the top 10 list as well. All right, moving on to the next one. We've got something that you should not do every day. This is kind of contra contradictory to the rest of my list. And this is to not spend time sitting. Spend very little time sitting if you can. This one is not mentioned very often, which is why I like to talk about it. Sitting is one of the worst things that you can do, especially when you sit for longer than two hours at a time. Um, a lot of companies have started buying adjustable desks for their office workers so they can stand and work at the same time. So um, this is very detrimental to your body to sit in the wrong position for that long. Um, if you can sit correctly with your back straight, your legs flat on the floor, it isn't so bad. But this isn't how most people usually sit. They usually slouch. Um, and so sitting on couches is really the worst. Um, I never sit on my couch until I am almost ready for bed. And then that's just to give my legs a rest. Otherwise, most of the day I am on my feet. So it's also not good to stand in one place either. So if you work from home, for example, um, take some breaks, walk around, go outside, stretch your body. But try to spend very little time out of your day sitting. Um, you can get a treadmill, and that's something that you can walk on while you're watching your favorite show or reading a book. I have one of those little book clips, and I just prop it up on my treadmill. So I, you can do a lot of things without sitting. It's just fun to get creative about that. All right, moving on to the next one on my list, make time for a favorite hobby. I like to include this one because it is so severely lacking these days. One day of just work and chores will wear down on your mental and your emotional and your spiritual health. We need enjoyment of some sort. Even if it's just reading a few pages out of a book, doing something that isn't cleaning, running errands, cooking, or working. So yes, having a hobby is so important. And if you don't feel like you have time for a hobby, then this is a sign that you need one more than you think. I believe everyone's life can use a good evaluation. And if possible, some elements of minimalism introduced. Um, time is more valuable than money. And experiences are more valuable than material things. So give your life a good evaluation and try to find time for a hobby. So the next one on my list 
actually this is my last one for this list and this is something that is more of a lifestyle change than something to do every day but it's something that i like to sneak in there as much as possible because it's so important and that is to avoid toxic relationships so this is something that takes a toll on us physically mentally and spiritually and what it really comes down to is stress because toxic relationships cause stress and stress is the main cause of illnesses i read and i heard this many times that stress when it comes down to it it's really the main reason why people go to the doctor because stress leads to chronic health issues stress leads to mental issues um so stress reduction is so important and it's hard to do at our jobs but we've actually have more more control over stress reduction in our lives and that comes a lot from relationships so if you can spend less time with people who are angry less time with people who are judgmental and abusive the better and even more better yet is to cut abusive people out of your life for good now i know this isn't possible for everybody at least right now maybe you need to plan this a little better but maybe you can limit your time around these people as much as you can um, you don't really know how healthy your mind can be when you are stuck with stuck in a toxic relationship you just have to put yourself first you have to practice good self-care because everybody's heard the saying you can't pour from an empty cup so you are the only person in your life that you are always guaranteed to have so you have to be your own best friend don't let others drag you down don't let others stop you from being yourself or reaching your full potential and this this goes a little even further um, than toxic relationships this goes with even casual acquaintances um, you should always be on the lookout for your own best interest and yeah that's a really big subject um, I could probably do a whole episode on just focusing on the relationship with yourself and making sure that you are putting up boundaries of these other relationships in your life and that can be even family close family family members like parents sisters brothers even kids they can be toxic as well so um be a little um discerning when it comes to letting people into your life do a lot of assessments over your life um, maybe even a yearly assessment at some point every year it would be a good thing to assess your relationships and really get critical about them and try to determine which ones are good for you and which ones are not so I hope you already do some of these suggestions every day don't beat yourself up if you have a lot of improvement to do just take baby steps incorporate some of these steps into your life every day and try to work your way up to incorporating all 10 of them so i'll just give a recap of those again those 10 things are sleep 
water, natural sunlight, eating whole foods, writing in a journal, 30 minutes of cardio or strength training, not sitting as much as possible, making time for a hobby, and avoiding toxic relationships. So I'm going to leave some links down below, the things that I mentioned that will help you to explore these subjects further. And I would like to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast episode. And I hope that you are on board for the next episode. Thank you so much for listening.